Good morning and welcome to Friday morning, May the 26th in 2023 on When I Rise. Today we come to the end of year A, the day of Pentecost Sunday, and on the Friday of the week, I'd like to take a look at the gospel passage, which comes to us from this week from the Revised Common Lectionary. In this week of the church's calendar year, and so we find ourselves back in the Gospel of John, John chapter 20, verses 19 through 23. So let me read that passage, provide a couple points for reflection, and then we'll spend our time praying along the theme that we find there. Thanks for making us part of your morning on When I Rise. Let's allow our souls to rise and meet God together in a time of prayer. John chapter 20, verses 19 through 23. It was still the first day of the week. That evening, while the disciples were behind closed doors because they were afraid of the Jewish authorities, Jesus came and stood among them. He said, Peace be with you. After he said this, he showed them his hands and his side. When the disciples saw the Lord, they were filled with joy. Jesus said to them again, Peace be with you. As the Father sent me, so I am sending you. Then he breathed on them and said, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive anyone's sins, they are forgiven. If you don't forgive them, they aren't forgiven. This is the word of God for us. So a couple things to consider here as we look towards the end of John's Gospel, John chapter 20 and the giving of the Holy Spirit and Pentecost Sunday. So on the first, it's good when you're reading John's Gospel, he does an, a fun thing with all these days, right? So if you go to the very beginning of the Gospel, he'll say like the next day, the next day, then like on the third day. So like the, the very first miracle that Jesus does in John's Gospel, which is changing water into wine at the wedding in Cana. If you actually take the days that are noted early in the gospel, like he's actually not the third day, but like I think he signifies something by saying this was this was the third day. Get used to this third day pattern, and so obviously he's feeding forward to Resurrection Sunday. I'm at the end here uh, of the gospel, verse 19. It says it was still the first day of the week, the beginning of a new week, right? Like some of the images that I think that's easily to come to is like, this is the very beginning of something new, like the beginning of a new week. Whatever is going on here is something quite new. So we keep that in mind. And then he's with his disciples and notice their state of mind. They're a bit panicked and worried. Verse 19 says they were afraid of the Jewish authorities. So they're behind closed doors and Jesus gives them peace. Twice, he says, peace be with you, that common greeting of uh, a Jewish community, a Jewish person, one another, shalom, peace be with you, right? And what a great word to hear when you're in a state of anxiety, right? Uh, hey, Jesus says, uh, the guy who's crucified, who was raised on the third day, and so when I say peace with you, it's not just a way to placate your anxious moment here, but I just, I mean, you, you just got to know, like, this guy knows something, and if he says that we can have peace, then we can have peace. Um, he does a couple things here, things that are important. Number one, he gives a vision of who God is. And notice that Jesus said, this is a great missiological passage uh, for missions theology. Uh, John 20, 21 says, just as the Father has sent me, so I send you. So this is where like the OGs of the missional movement call God a missional God. He's a missio dei. He's a God on mission. So we believe in the Trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. So if the Father sent the Son, if the Son is a sent one, 
then we believe that whatever the Son is, that's what God is. And so since the Son was sent, God is sent as well. So God is not a deity that's you know, a long ways off an outpost somewhere waiting for us to, you know, find the treasure map to go find him. This God is on the move. And we see this in an image like in Exodus chapter three, when God speaks to Moses through the burning bush, uh, God just reveals how he's grieved by the harsh treatment of his people in Egypt and the harsh treatment from the slave masters in Egypt. So God wants to do something about it. So God is on the move. So this is a, a great foundational idea about God. If you and I are either reworking about who we think God is or if we're putting it together for the first time, a critical piece of the puzzle is that God is a missional God. And that answers a lot of questions about who God is and what we should do as God's people. So God is on the move. But ultimately here, uh, Jesus gives his disciples authority. He breathes on them the Holy Spirit, right? So this breath image that we'll see in Acts chapter 2 at Pentecost uh, the word for spirit, both in Old Testament, New Testament, Hebrew and Greek, is the word for this wind, the mighty wind. We could go to a place like John chapter 7 to see this uh, image and metaphor another time. So the spirit is bre- like breathed upon the disciples and they receive the Holy Spirit. And you'll notice the chief function of what uh, they should do as Holy Spirit people. They would be in a place where forgiveness of st- sins would need to be extended. So once again, putting these two things together, God's a missional God. He's sending them out and he's not sending them to safe places. He's actually sending them out to make communities in such a risky way that forgiving one another's sins would be a critical feature of who they are, right? And so um, we just got to get this sense where um, part of who we are is apologizing to one another and accepting one another's apology and embracing the idea of forgiveness. Uh, Jesus is ultimately releasing a fresh new economy upon humanity. And that economy would be an economy of grace where we can reckon with one another, reconcile with one another, and then learn to be a people at peace um, as we have uh, been stitched back together. I, I still love like, the, the word image that comes together with peace in the New Testament Greek language. The word is irony. And... Um, the, the, the verb there for the root word is iro, which means to join together. And so peace in the biblical sense, is it assumes that there has been a fracture. And instead of staying apart, instead of being separated, we have chosen to uh, deal with one another and to settle with one another and to continue to journey together in repair. Um, I love the way Rich Viotas, I think I may have mentioned a couple weeks ago, so this might be a theme that's emerging in the lectionary texts. He says, you know, we're healed in community. We're also hurt in community, right? Any hurt that we have has happened in relationship. And um, any repair, res- restoration we've done also happens within community. And so I just think that we have to embrace this as a critical piece of what it means to be the church is that, that we make mistakes. We'll always continue to make mistakes. Um, we hurt one another. And my hope is that um, we could be healed in community. Now, we may not be healed in the same community that hurt us. So that's fine. Sometimes we have to have that critical distance in order to begin that long journey of repair and healing. However, um, I think as you and I are looking at and evaluating whether we're in a life-giving church community or not, I think we have to ask that critical question, do I feel like I'm getting, getting put back together here? And maybe a, the master's level of that is, and do I feel like I'm my gifts are being used to help repair others? Um, that seems to be at least the original intent of who the church is going to be. 
It's one where forgiveness is implored and it's extended and it's felt, it's embraced, it's experienced um, within our within our life together. So with those things in mind, let's pray to our God this morning. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, we thank you that within you we found forgiveness of our own sins. We thank you that the mercy of God extended to us and we were included into the people of God. Great has been your faithfulness to us and great it will remain to, through the remainder of our days. And so we thank you that we could be in the family of God. Lord, we thank you for this text this morning that gives us a hint of what it means to be the people of God. That we'll be on the move, that we'll be out there and, and we'll be in places where hurt and heartache exists. And instead of perpetuating it and uh, retaliating, you call us to be a forgiving and a restoring people. And so as we receive the Holy Spirit this week at Pentecost and internalize what it means to be the people of God on mission with you, I just simply pray that you'd help us um, to know what it means to be a forgiving people, to be willing to extend forgiveness to those who've harmed us and to be willing to seek forgiveness um, when we've hurt another person, our brother and sister in Christ in particular. And so God, we do pray for that economy of grace, that it would spread and that people would find the allure of being within the economy of grace and thrive there and be planted there so that we can be nourished by your life and that we can be equipped from one and to another to be the forgiving people of God this day. We ask all these things in Jesus' name. Amen.